So, it's our burning bowl ceremony. And today I decided to call the talk, burn the hell out of it. <laughs> uh, I'm being flippant away, but, but being accurate in another way. Every year on this, you know, right around New Year's, sometimes it's just before or just after, a couple of times it's been on, we, uh, we do this ritual, as it were. We write something on a piece of paper. Don't write it yet, I will tell you. <laughs> I will instruct you, because I, I change it up every year, a little bit there. And we write that, and we burn that, that page. And that's the small sheet of paper. And then the large sheet or sheet of paper, we write something to ourselves dated December 1st, next year, 2022. You know, no, it'll be 2022. Don't be literal. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not going to be two years from now, two Decembers from now. It, it's going to be this coming December, we'll date it, 12-1-2022. And so, don't write anything yet. Unless you want to write that date, it's fine. <clears throat> I have a point here. And people like to skip ahead because they think they know. And I'm here to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> I've never done it this way before. So unless you're a psychic, which I'm open to perhaps having a session with you later in the week, but otherwise, pay attention to me. It's all about me right now and how it affects you. <laughs> and so, and you guys at home can participate too. And for as far as the burning part goes, go outside. Do not do this in your apartment. But let's just burn the hell out of it. Well, that to me, fire is cleansing, purifying. It's not to harm. It's not to, and I thought, what's the hell that I'm in? Well, I'll tell you, fear. I want to burn the fear out of my spirituality. I want to burn the fear out of my goals. I want to burn the fear out of uh, <clears throat> anything in my life because I don't know about you, but I feel, I feel that fear keeps me from my spiritual commitments. It's like, oh, well, how's that going to work out? And that's a form of fear. I don't know how it's going to work out. And some of us will let that stop us from even trying, from even, even starting. You know, I remember when I wanted to quit smoking and I, uh, I'll never be able to talk on the phone again or drive a car. I better not quit smoking. Until one day I said, so I'll never talk on the phone again. If that's what it means, uh, smoking was so in the way of my prayer life, believe it or not. It wasn't about my fear of... Uh, not smoking. It was just that I, I needed to get that blockage out of my prayer life. I, God was doing really well for me at that point, and I wanted more of it. As Kenna said, there's got to be more. And it was so good like it was, and I thought, I know there's even more than this. And that's what got me the willingness to put down the cigarettes and go through whatever I had to go through to not smoke anymore. I know some of you have heard this story before, and you're going to hear it again. <laughs> I did a fire walk a few years ago with my, my mentor, Edwin Gaines. I, I did it twice, and down in Alabama, of all places. You're gonna go, <laughs> you're gonna go through hell, go through it in Alabama. And, uh, but she's, she's a certified fire walker, and she's taken thousands of people through. I'd heard the stories for years. Well, I went to a minister's retreat there, and several of my friends were there, and you spend a few days just preparing for the fire walk. Did you do the fire walk or did it get... Okay, I know somebody went and got canceled because of rain. Okay. Uh, oh, that was you? Okay. 
And, and so the first few days you're preparing for it subtly. You know, she'll bring it up. You'll answer a few questions. You'll ask a few questions and things. It's very subtle. You start on Monday and it's Thursday's going to be the fire walk. And the day of, you know, we're all there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Some people have done it before. Many of us had not. And she was very clear. It takes as much courage to not walk it as it does to walk it. And, and I, and I, I assumed I'd be able to, because why not? She could, other friends of mine had, I didn't know. And I, and I remember in the afternoon that day, we went down to build the fire and, you know, we all got a log to carry to the, the fire tenders and they would, we placed the log, we did sacred spices and things you put down there, corn and whatever, as a, a honoring the land, honoring the people who have tended the land for, you know, throughout history. We did all that, and then the fire tenders poured kerosene over the whole thing and lit it on fire. And she wanted us down there to show us just how hot it was, that it was a real fire, there was no kidding anybody, and then we went back up the hill to chat more, do do a little more, until and until finally the the tenders came up and said it's time. And by this time it was dark out, and we we Edwin led us in a in a chant, and I she knew the lyric, but Edwin is not one of our better vocalists, so she makes up a melody every single time she does it, because she never remembers the melody she did before, and it didn't matter. It did not take away from the spirituality of it. There was no apologies for it. It's just, this is how I do it. Terrific. So we all go down to a certain way, and then you have to take your shoes off because we're going to honor the ground and bare feet. And I'll tell you, the grass hurt more than the fire because uh, I'm sensitive. And, and so we, but we start, the, we're still chanting, and we start like going around the fire. And, and she says... Now, here's the thing. It, you, once you get up there, once you decide you're ready to walk, you get there and you, you go within and ask, can I walk on fire and not get burned? And if you hear yes, walk across. And uh, if you hear no, don't walk. Use your wisdom, use your discernment. And I remember I, I watched my friends Britt and Lois, they go up, walked right across the fire. And I didn't see anybody going, oh, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> I didn't see that, ow, 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 ow. Nobody's doing that. They're walking right across. They walk quickly, but they walk across. And Edwin said, you could take my hand for a second, but make sure you let go. I've been dragged across the coals before, and it's not fun. <clears throat> now, this was, to me, was the most important part. She said, once you have walked, don't look at your feet till the next day. She watched a woman one year who said, I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. And suddenly red welts started developing on her feet, blisters and what have you. So I, I made sure I, I didn't. And I remember that night I watched Brett Lewis and every, a lot of other people. And, they, uh, and I thought, okay, well, then I guess I can go. And I got up there and I thought, I don't think I can go. I, I'm terrified. I'm so scared. And, uh, and I took Edwin's hand and I said, she looked at me straight up and said, you can do it. I said, terrific. I let go. And I walked right across that fire into the arms of these two women I'd only ever known on the phone. And they helped me step into the bucket of water because that's wise too. 
after you've walked across hot coals, step into cold water. And they did, and they make sure this way you don't slide through the bucket. And I thought, it, it was just a mystical experience on so many levels. I was there with Edwina. I was at her property. I, Melody and Melanie and uh, Kelly are, are taking my hands at the end, and I didn't get burnt. That fire burnt away my fear of walking on fire. So I went back around again, and I walked across them again because I saw people doing it repeatedly. And I felt twice was sufficient. You know, at a certain point, you're just showing off <laughs> and asking, ask, really asking for trouble. But I walked across. I felt a little spark on my heel that time. But again, I, and then the next next day, I, you know, I got into bed. I didn't know what my feet looked like, but I wasn't going to worry about it. And the next morning, I showered, and I looked, and I was as pink and healthy as it could be. And I thought, and then I went back again the next year, did it again. And so I have proven I can walk on fire and not get burned. I liked it. There's a, because it, see, I didn't want to live in fear that I couldn't walk on fire. Now, she was very clear that a couple of people didn't do it. And she said, it takes just as much courage in front of everybody here to say, I can't do it. That's not for me to do. And a couple of people stepped back and they, they did not walk on fire those two times. And nobody pointed at them or made fun of them. This was not high school gym class. This was respectful. And everybody and nobody thought they were weak because they couldn't. Quite frankly, I admire their courage. And I but, but at the same time I was afraid I was going to be the one standing back and not getting to participate and that was more painful to me in my mind than risking burning my feet. And I didn't. I didn't hurt myself, and I got to participate in the way I wanted to. And, and so <clears throat> there's so many things in life that we don't participate in because we're afraid. Now, I printed out Unity's definition of hell. And it says one does not have to die in order to go to hell any more than one has to die to go to heaven. Both are states of mind and conditions which people experience as a direct outworking of their thoughts, beliefs, words, and acts. If one's mental processes are out of harmony with the law of man's being, they result in trouble and sorrow. Mental as well as bodily anguish overtakes one. And this is hell. Anybody been to hell lately? Yeah. But, and it's, it, when they say this, though, it's not about blame. It's not about taking on guilt. It's just noticing if one's mental processes are out of harmony with the law of man, man's being, they result in trouble and sorrow. Mental as well as bodily anguish overtakes one. And so to pay attention to that, oh, I'm experiencing mental and bodily anguish. I'm experiencing this or that. It's not a punishment but it may very well be a result of being out of alignment with what I know to be true. And so, no matter what the circumstances, all one has to do is get into alignment. And it can be terrifying to do that. It can be just so horrifying to get in alignment. Yeah, but what if 
this happens? And what if this happens? And what if this happens if I do that? If I surrender to what I think God is, then, uh, but what if this happens? Other people have suffered so, and it's like, don't worry about those other people. That's like, when I started my healing journey 28 years ago, I, I just, I, I, it can't be worse than what I'm going through now. And so I put my foot in the, in the, in the water and then I put my leg in the water, both feet in, and I began to commit. Day and night I committed. And some days I found myself faltering. And I thought, uh, oh, this is just too hard. But at that point I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back to the old way because that was too hard. So uh, there was no choice but to move forward. What do they say? If it's hell in the hallway, keep going. I had to keep going forward and keep going forward through the discomfort. Oh my goodness. It is so uncomfortable to give up old ways of thinking. It is so uncomfortable, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I remember that first year I was healing, I got six colds. I got a cold about, no, I got a cold every six weeks. I was chemicalizing. My body was releasing toxins and stuff and it's a, I keep going. So you have a cold. That's no reason to not move forward. And even now with COVID, that's no reason to not move forward spiritually, emotionally, mentally. If you're going to get well faster, you step up your spirituality. And, and your spirituality is not, oh, please, God, make me better. And I understand the desire to do that. I get it. But imagine if you asked yourself, if I said, oh, sh please, Sean, get well. Oh, please, Sean, think what you need to think for wellness. Say what you need to say for wellness. And whether the wellness is spiritual, emotional, mental, or spiritual, ask yourself to be willing. It is not God that's holding out on us. It's our fear of moving into total freedom, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And that's why we do these rituals. Now, many churches for this burning bowl, many spiritual groups, uh, when they've done it, the, 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 the small sheet of paper, I emphasize that because it's the small sheet that we're going to be uh, writing on to burn. And I can't tell you how many people have come down to that bowl with a big sheet of paper. <clears throat> it's just like, what, what, where were you when I talked? Anyway, in the past we've written everything we want to get rid of. And people come down there and they hurl that piece of paper into the fire. And it's like, are you, I, I think you're taking all your stuff back upstairs with you. And so, and one, several years I've had us write down a gratitude list to burn. But this year I was inspired for something else. And so this is what I say we're going to do. And there's the one. I will cut this in half before I burn it. I, uh... But, but I thought a series of commitments is what we would, don't start yet, a series of commitments for what we are willing to commit with, what we can see ourselves committing to. And I, and I wrote this morning, I said, hi, Spirit, what can I commit to? Because it has to be at least 50% believable. You know, I commit to winning the lottery for $500 million. Fantastic. And if you believe that, you go for it. 
especially if you're a tither. <laughs> you go for it. But I wrote, I commit to a deepening spiritual life. I can do that. And that's not vague for me. If that's a commitment for me, I, I commit to rigorous honesty. It's, oh dear Lord, what a horrifying thought. <laughs> but what a freeing thought. Wouldn't it be free to be rigorously honest? That doesn't mean I come up and tell you what I think of your outfit. That is so not rigorously honest. That's just offensive. That's just opinionated. You know, it's not about rigorous honesty with my opinions. It's rigorous honesty. Am I living the spiritual life that I so desire that I know brings about the innate peace, joy, and love that lives within me? Uh, I commit to looking for and finding love where I might have forgotten to look before. Because sometimes we, we fail to see love because it brings up an itchiness from the past that is no longer true. Imagine you see something in the world that scares you and you look at it and say, Spirit, show me where the love is in this. Show me where the love is in this. I remember doing that in 9-11 when I went downtown and I said, God, show me where the love is in this. It can't all be, I didn't want to be the one, this is evil, this is da-da-da-da-da. There had to be love available in this. It just had to be. Because otherwise God is, the God which is presence itself could be absent. And I can't have a God that is absent. Because that would make God absence itself. I can't have that, I can't afford that. So I have to, not make up love. Oh, well, people came together. It's not that. It's that I ask to be shown, but that doesn't mean I'll hear it with my intellect. But when I ask, I trust I am being shown. And so <clears throat> there are many times where it says I might have forgotten to look before. It means I haven't asked. Uh, you know, where somebody says something that seems to be unkind to me. I forget to ask, where's the love in this? Where, where can I show love so that I may receive love? Uh, I commit to a greater experience of forgiveness. I commit to paying attention to people and notice how I identify with them for both negative and positive qualities. I, I commit to thinking, saying, doing what I need in order to prosper. I commit to the awareness of oneness. I commit to trusting the process of spiritual unfoldment and enlightenment. These are the commitments I can see myself making for this year. And the reason I'm going to burn this list is because I want to burn the hell out of it. I want to burn the fear out of these commitments. Do, I have any, do you have any questions? Okay, we're going to do this list first. If you need something to write on, uh, Krista has some hard books back there I put uh, <clears throat> to make it easier on people. But let's take a few minutes and uh, think about what can you commit to? What would you like to commit to that you believe you could commit to this year? Remember, a lot of times the God of our being makes it easier because of the commitment. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. 
Be really aware of that. I have no idea how these commitments are going to be made. I'm just willing. <clears throat> so when you're done, fold a small piece of paper in half and just set it aside for now. And pick up the big piece of paper. And date it 12-1-2022. And right at the top, as a result of my commitments, colon, We ready for that? So what I did is I made a list. Again. As a result of my commitments, I am grateful to be experiencing clarity around love. Because I could believe that. But remember, you're writing from a consciousness of 12-1-2022. So it's already happening in your experience as you write. Is you've already witnessed these things. And that's why I wanted you to still have the other paper in case you needed to refer back to it. Your commitment. Now, as a result of my commitments, I am grateful to be experiencing prosperity beyond even what I have ever imagined. As a result of my commitments, I am grateful to have finished writing two books. Because I can see that as a result of my commitments. I can see that already done by this coming December. As a result of my commitments, I am grateful to be healthy, whole, and free of fear. As a result of my commitments, I trust love more than ever before. As a result of my commitments, I'm grateful to be of great service and living well at the same time. As a result of my commitments, I am grateful to understand things that used to confuse me. As a result of my commitments, I know things in my consciousness that I used to ignore. As a result of my commitments, I know that I am one with all and that I am free, or that I am for everyone and everyone is for me. I'm so glad I committed to this stuff. Life is greater, and I know things better and deeper. That's what I wrote. And this is the, the paper you're going to fold letter style and put in your envelope. Go. Only write what you believe is possible. Don't write what you hope could be, but you know it isn't. Take a breath. Let us give thanks now that we have actively participated in this ritual, this ceremony, but it's one to release what isn't working for us.
not with hate, not with regret, but with divine understanding. And then it is to welcome that which we have longed for, the peace that we have longed for, the joy that we have longed for, the oneness with the God of our understanding that we have longed for. And we accept it with confidence, with assurance, and with gratitude. <clears throat> and so in knowing this, we say thank you and amen. <laughs>